Chapter 11 of The Pony Rider Boys in the Ozarks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marty on the Central Coast of California. The Pony Rider Boys in the Ozarks by Frank G. Patchen. Chapter 11. Chunky Objects to Eggwater. Well, doesn't that beat all, marveled Tad. Certainly does, agreed Ned. Yes, but I don't understand. What does this mean? exclaimed Walter. I'm a poor guesser, answered Ned. It means that we're all alone, replied Tad. Beyond that, I could not guess. Chunky had been viewing the scene with solemn complacency. We've got the mules anyway, he nodded. Precious lot of good they'll do us, returned Walter. And we've got the food, and... and... I don't have to build a fire, either, added the fat boy. Yes, we have some things to be thankful for, that's a fact, laughed Tad. My idea is that the professor, finding the men had just left here, has hurried on to overtake them. I don't think we have any reason to worry. Then we had better stay right here, answered Ned. Yes, that's all we can do for the present. Think we better unpack? Tad considered the matter briefly. I think we had better wait a little while, he decided. I think you're all right. I hope we don't have to. We have enough food in our pockets to keep us going until night, and don't we get anything to eat until tonight? wailed Chunky. Not unless you can browse, retorted Ned. There's plenty of green stuffs hereabouts. You can eat with the mules if you wish to. I don't. Might as well keep the fire up, decided Tad, gathering up a fresh supply of green stuff, which he dumped on the graying ashes. The smoke will help the professor to find us quickly when he comes back. "'What if he shouldn't come back?' asked Walter with sudden apprehension. "'Oh, he will. Don't worry about that. You can't lose the professor.' The boys laughed, then settled down to make the best of their situation, whiling away the time with jest and stories. After a time, Tad left the party and strolled from the camp in an effort to determine which way the late occupants of the camp had gone. He was beginning to feel worried, but as yet had confided nothing of this to his companions. Examining the ground closely, he found four distinct trails leading from the abandoned camp. These trails were fresh, showing that ponies had only recently been ridden over them. They all looked alike, however, and he was unable to determine which of them had been made by Professor Zeppelin's pony. Evidently the party, whoever they were, split up after leaving here, thought the lad aloud. I'd like to follow out the trails, but I don't dare do so. The professor would be liable to return while I was away. Then again, I might lose the trail in my own way at the same time. I've caused this outfit enough trouble as it is. With this, Tad slowly turned back toward the camp. He found a growing sense of uneasiness among his companions there. What did you discover? asked Ned rather more solemnly than was his usual wont. Tad told him. Then there's no use trying to follow? No. What time is it? Half past three, announced Tad after consulting his watch. Huh, grunted Ned. I guess the professor has gone and done it himself this time. We'll wait, answered Tad easily. After piling fresh fuel on the fire, Tad went over and sat on the bluff overlooking the eastern slope of the range of the mountains which they were traversing. Chunky lay stretched out, sound asleep, untroubled by the series of disasters that had overtaken them. Tad, after running over in his mind many plans, none of which seemed practicable, also lay down for a nap, 
and in a few moments the tired boys were all sound asleep, including the pack mules. When they had awakened, the sun had been down all of half an hour. Tad was the first to awake. He started up guiltily and, looking around, found that he was not the only one who had napped. Hallo, the camp! he shouted. The other boys sat up suddenly, rubbing their eyes. Time to go to bed. Get up! laughed Tad. Nice way to put it, growled Ned. Tell a fellow to get up because it's time to go to bed? What you wake me up for? demanded Chunky. I was sleeping. So were all of us. First time I ever heard you object to being called to eat. Eat? Eat? Who said eat? cried the fat boy, struggling to his feet with difficulty, his head whirling from the effort of pulling himself awake so suddenly. I did it tonight. You don't say, wondered Ned, looking around in surprise. I, I thought I was back home in Chillicothe. Dreams, dreams, muttered Stacy. No professor yet, eh? No. I believe he is lost. He surely would have been back long before this. Maybe he's gone the same place the Indian went, ventured Walter. Where's that? queried Stacy, at once interested. That's a conundrum. You dream over it tonight, jeered Ned. We had better unpack and make camp, advised Tad. Chunky, Walt and I will do that if you'll get the supper. All right, somebody get me some water. I will, said Walter quickly. Anybody know where I can find it? There must be some nearby. Those other fellers would not have made camp here and remained all night unless there was water near. Unless they know no more about these confounded mountains than we do, you mean, laughed Ned. After searching about, Walter found a spring. It was full of water that had a whitish tinge to it. The lad tasted it gingerly, then smiled knowingly. Filling his pail, he returned to camp with it. By this time, Tad and Stacy had unloaded the mules. The three boys got to work at once putting up the tents. In the absence of Professor Zeppelin, they concluded to erect only two, and by the time this had been accomplished, Ned was ready for them. Come and get it, he bellowed. There was no tablecloth, no table, just the bare ground, and the boys sat down to eat in the fresh, bracing air. No one who has not been camping for a long time can appreciate smoke announced Ned oracularly. I believe if I could breathe smoke for a few minutes, I could almost imagine I had a full stomach. Well, I couldn't. I've heard of smoke eaters, whatever, whoever they are, but I want something a little more lasting, announced Walter Perkins. No smoked smoke diet for me, nor for me, agreed Tad. What's a smoke eater? asked Stacy. I should say that a pony rider boy named Ned Rector was one, according to his own admission, <laughs> laughed Walter. Pass the water, please. Walter filled Stacy's cup. The fat boy drank it down without taking a breath. No sooner had he swallowed the liquid than he hurled the cup from him and leaped to his feet, coughing and making wry faces. They could not imagine what had happened. Slap him on the back, he's choking, shouted Ned. Walter Perkins by this time was laughing immoderately while his companions were jolting Stacy between the shoulders and shaking him violently. Stop pounding me to here! Stop it, I tell you! cried Stacy, wriggling from their grasp, red of face and expression of great indignation in his eyes. Did you swallow a bone? queried Ned. Bone? <laughs> Nothing! Then please tell us the cause of all this unseemly disturbance. Your table manners are about the worst I've ever seen, Stacy Brown. Water! <laughs> gasped Stacy. Here, twinkled Walter, 
passing the pail. "'What's the matter with the water?' demanded Ned. "'Somebody's been putting old eggs in it. I believe you did that, Ned, Rector, just to tease me.' Ned did not understand what the fat boy meant. "'Here, pass that pail. Is there anything the matter with the water, Walt? You got it.' "'I think it's thoroughly good, wholesome water,' replied Walter, holding his head low over his plate that they might not observe his amusement. "'Ugh!' exclaimed Ned. After tasting the liquid, he hurled the remaining contents of the cup full into the campfire. "'I told you so,' nodded Stacy solemnly. "'It's eggs, and they weren't laid yesterday, either.' "'You're right. Walt, where did you get that awful stuff?' Tad and Walter were both drinking deeply of the liquid and apparently enjoying it. "'From the spring,' gasped Walter, placing his cup on the ground. "'Don't drink that stuff. It'll make you all sick,' commanded Ned. "'Don't be silly. That water's all right,' laughed Tad. "'All right? Call that all right?' demanded Ned. "'Call that all right?' echoed Chunky. "'Of course it is. It is mineral water. Sulfur water!' spilling over his clothes the contents of the cup that he was carrying to his lips. Walter was laughing so that he finally let go of the cup itself and rolled over on his side, shouting with merriment. You can have it, announced Ned firmly. Yes, all of it, added Chunky. I'll take my eggs hard-boiled after this. Drink it, it'll do you good, Chunky, urged Tad. No, thank you. I wouldn't offer it to a mule. So I see flung back Ned with a malicious little grin appearing in the corners of his mouth. But speaking of mules, I wonder if it has occurred to anyone that our mules might be wanting a drink, too. Haven't they had any water today? asked Tad. Haven't seen them drink since we left Springfield. Why, of course they had water every day. They could not live without it. If they're like me, they could, if they had to drink egg water, grumbled Stacy amid a loud laugh from his companions. I'll attend to them right after supper, decided Tad but just now we had better talk over our own situation. It is plain that something has happened to the professor. How much longer will our provisions last, Ned? Well, on a rough guess, I should say not beyond tomorrow. Then I should say in the first place that it would be wise to put the outfit on half rations beginning tomorrow morning. No, 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 protested Chunky, springing up and waving his plate excitedly. You won't have anything before you know it, young man, warned Ned. But we may have to stay here a week if the professor does not return. I do not see what good it will be to begin starving until it is necessary, objected Walter. It will be necessary tomorrow, replied Tad. And after tomorrow what? I shall hope to have some provisions here by that time, Ned. Ned Rector laughed. Yeah, I can almost see it now. How do you propose to get them, may I ask? Go after them. Where? queried Walter. Red Star Mining Camp. It cannot be so very far from here. Going to drag the mules after you? Asked Ned in a half-sarcastic tone. No, I'm going on foot. What? what? Exclaimed the boys in one voice. You heard me. If Professor Zeppelin has not returned by tomorrow morning, I'm off for assistance and a fresh supply of food. And leave us here alone? Cried Chunky. Don't you see, fellas? Continued Tad. The professor, undoubtedly, is in a worse fix than we are. He may wander about the mountains until he starves. I've simply got to stir somebody up to start out hunting for him. By remaining here, we are only getting deeper into trouble. Don't you understand that? Yes, admitted Ned. But then why not let us all go with you? Yes, that's the idea, interjected Walter. 
No, that's not good judgment. Why not? In the first place, someone must remain here to watch our outfit. We don't want to lose anything more than we have. The boys nodded. Secondly, the professor might possibly find his way back here, and the chances are he would lose himself again trying to find us. That's, That's so, so, chorused the boys. And thirdly, as the professor says, I can get along a lot faster alone than if you are all with me. Fellows, I understand why our friend Tad Butler wears a hat size a half larger than any of us. His head's bigger. Yes, you're right, Tad. Yes, 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 shouted Walter and Stacy. That's the reason. And don't I get all I want to eat until he, until Tad gets back? That all depends on how much you want. Judging from past experience, I should say you wouldn't, replied Ned. But what will happen to us if you get lost, Tad? Yes, yes. That's what I want to know, questioned Ned. I'll see that I don't. How? This time I'm going to blaze every tree I pass with my hunting knife. It will enable me to get back if I fail to find the way, and it will also serve to guide the men here if I find any to return with me. I take off my hat to you, exclaimed Ned. How many eggs we have left, Ned? A dozen hard-boiled ones, I think. Then I'll take three. I'll eat one for breakfast and carry the other two with me. That'll leave three apiece for the rest of you. Oh, take a drink of water from that, that spring and save your egg till you need it, suggested Chunky. I'm going to start early in the morning, so I guess I'll turn in now. Remember, you're not to leave this place till I get back. That is, unless the professor should return in the meantime. We, we promise, answered the lads together. After putting the camp in shape for the night and attending to the mules, the boys turned in and slept the night through without further incident. Next morning, when they turned out, Tad Butler had gone. On a piece of paper pinned to a tree, they found a note reading, I'm off, fellas. Bye. End of chapter 11 Read by Marty on the Central Coast of California